because it brings you into a place where you get distracted by, wait, am I in the story? Fuck yeah, I want to be in the story. <laughs> Are you I kidding me? Be, but you Bring know you're not. Bring me the fuck there. <laughs> Captain's Pod, Stardate 3077 Welcome aboard the Starships Enterprise, and thank you for joining us as we take a brief shore leave from the world of cinema sins to explore the universe of Star Trek. I am your captain, Ian Whittington, and with me, as always, she's the daughter of the Fifth House, holder of the Sacred Chalice of Reeks, heir to the Holy Rings of Faith Z, it's Ambassador Danae Hughes. Uh, fuck yeah. Yeah, it's badass. That was my favorite. That's my favorite one. I actually understood that reference, for the record. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that makes one of us. Um, And he knows this pod like the back of his hand, it's Commodore Dicer. I know this pod like the back of my hand? Mm. Do you know either of those references? Well, I mean, it's a it's a saying. But Do you know um, that you have a hand. I I'm aware that I that I have a couple hands. Mm-hmm. So, so is this is this a quote from something? Mm-hmm. This is a quote from Star Trek Five. It is the dumbest quote in all of Star Trek. Okay. Ever quite okay. easily. So Scotty is walking through the ship, and uh-huh. he's just given some very complicated directions to Kirk and. Mm-hmm team about how to get somewhere and then he immediately they were like well done scotty amazing great job and he's like yeah whatever i know the ship like the back of my own hand and then immediately hits his head on on the bulkhead and gets knocked Mm. out for Mm -hmm. about half an hour Mm -hmm. it's so dumb don't make scotty dumb it's dumb (laughs) it's dumb don't do it don't be dumb Yeah. yeah um Welcome to episode 10 of the series. We're yeah. doing the finale. That is Bittersweet. Bittersweet. We are there. This is the end of season one of Strange New Worlds. So I thought we'd start off with just briefly going over what our favorite thing from the show was. What is it about the show that just makes us pump our fists and go, yeah, we had an awesome time? Danae. It's got to be the theme music for me. I know yes. it seems kind of cheesy and lame, no. but every single week... There's something about this music, like when the drums kick in and the bah, trumpets and bah, 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 bah. oh, it's so, so good. good. And the dr- oh my god, uh, it really just gets me into like this mm. very excited space to prepare for the show. Sometimes the introduction or like how the show starts, it's like it kind of just fades into the background. But every single episode, it draws me in and it puts mm. me in my seat. That's been my most, I think, standout thing that's happened consistently mm-hmm. like i have my favorite character at this point you know and things like that i've got obviously moments in the show that um i really love a whole bunch but I, the theme music is actually something that i i would put on and listen to to start my day like i should make that my theme music or my like my alarm to wake me up you're <laughs> so pumped and ready ready to go I was like give me some corn let's do it i know i know some alligators I, 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 no, I don't want Gorn. Oh, you don't want Gorn in your house? No, no. I'll okay. skip the Gorn. Okay, you want them Gorn. God, good. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that was amazing. Aaron, what's your standout for the season? I think for me, it's the sense of humor. I think I, for me, the idea that this show understands how to be genuinely funny is probably my favorite thing about the show. Um, mm. I, you know, And it weaves itself through tones fairly adeptly. You know, there are a mm-hmm. couple examples where it doesn't quite work for me through 10, you know, nine episodes going on 10. Um, but for the most part, I just, there was always something for me to laugh at or smile at. So that's what I enjoyed. That's a tricky line to walk as well. It's, mm-hmm. Yeah, for it's, sure. I think 
it just it somehow I think this show knows knows its audience somehow it knows the people that are coming to the table and watching this and it's just so confident with this is the type of Star Trek we're going to be it's so great so fun yep well for me the I think I mean it's got to be the crew that's got to be like my favorite like overall thing from the show is just how like just I love every single character I love how they bounce off of each other just want to hang out with them more, see them go on more missions. And if you don't get that right, like for every show, regardless, like if you don't get that right, you're not going, you're not going to get a return audience. You're not going to have a great time. And they've just nailed it. This show is is so great. It's such a good cast of people. And yeah, I, I just want to hang out with them for another 30 episodes. Um, So yeah, it's time for the finale. Super duper duper excited. I'm um, not. You're not excited for the finale. Hmm. No? It's over. <laughs> oh, it's weird, right? Weird. to be over. And be sad that it's over. Just be happy that it happened. Amen. Shut Amen, up. brother. Amen. <laughs> Preach. Oh, I'm so nervous. I hope that we end on a good note. I hope so too. I hope we don't lose anyone else. To be honest, like, do you think we will? No. That was a good note. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, that was a good, good note night. to end on. All right. What? Um, <laughs> I no, I don't think there's a chance that we're losing anybody else. Um, I think that's all set up for last week was all set up for like what people are doing in the off season. Like, hey, it's nine there's nine months between seasons. I wonder what people are doing. So it gives them some time to do some side missions. But no, it's is it kind of set up for Uhura to take like an official place on the bridge? Like, I mean, yeah. like, is that kind of where we're headed right now? Or is yeah, that next I, season? Yeah. I for me it's difficult because like that means she's in the same position for eight uh eight or nine years mm. and you think she should progress any... through the ranks i mean she doesn't have to but she does she does end up being a commander during the uh in the films i think but i i i don't know it just it seems like a long amount of time for her to be in one spot and she's also not in the pilot with captain pike so there is a time where she leaves the enterprise and returns so mm. it could be that she's gone and we don't see her for a little while and she comes back later or does a wesley thing um, I hope not. I hope we get to keep her because she's an, she's just an awesome actor. She's mm-hmm. so 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 much fun. As long as we get a as long as we get a lot of Kirk, uh, I'll be happy. I, Which Kirk? <laughs> I, I don't. The only Kirk that's on the show. That's oh, like you okay. know. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What it's not James. That's his brother, right? Like it's uh, Steve. George. George. <laughs> I think no. George Frank? is the dad. Damn Frank, it! What's his name? Frank Kirk. Paul. Paul Barna, Kirk. John. Barnaby. John Kirk. Chris. <laughs> Adam Kirk. Aaron Kirk? No. Jeremy Kirk. Kelvin. No, we're just saying names now. Kelvin Kirk. That's a great name. <laughs> Kelvin Kirk. That's the name of my firstborn. Amazing. <laughs> That's great. Um, right, but I wanna I wanna get into the episode, but Aaron, did you 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 sent us a message saying, Hey, the Twilight Zone is streaming. You guys yeah. should watch a certain episode. And we both yeah. No. Did you yeah. watch it? Nope. No, great, uh, good. <laughs> With that, let's head over to 10 Forward for a full debrief after we've watched episode 10, the season finale of Strange New Worlds. Welcome to 10 Forward, the part of the show where we grab something from the replicator and share our immediate thoughts and feelings on the episode we watched together because it was the best thing that ever happened in the world and we got to talk about it. Quick, tell me what you want from the replicator, quick. <laughs> I would like to replicate the lower half of my left leg. Mm, ouch, Danae. <laughs> oh, no, I, was, I was just going to skip it, but I can't. <laughs> I thought it was something that we're supposed to eat or drink, and now 
disturbed. <laughs> My Vulcan, it's broken. Uh, mercy. Man, just water. Just water today. Just water? Okay, I'm going to replicate a new USS Farragut then. Um, nice. Right, okay, brief synopsis of the episode. Captain Pike, whilst on a routine refurbishment mission in the neutral zone, um, is visited by a future Captain Pike. Hello! Who is here to show him a vision of the future should he tamper with the events of his fatal injury. I'm going to go first. Screw you guys. <laughs> Holy shit, this is one of the best episodes of Star Trek that's ever been put on film. It's incredible. It's so good. Oh my goodness, it's perfect. Wow. Other than the last 30 seconds. But the majority of the episode was freaking incredible. I am retiring for instance, it's futile. Um, for this episode, <laughs> we, we will not be talking about right. anything wrong with this episode. Nice. I will Good not entertain any comments hereafter. I cannot wait to talk about this episode. I don't care which one of you goes next. <laughs> Aaron, General do we thoughts. need to like, like support him right now? I feel now? scared. What? Like I, like I don't I... want to have anything negative to say about this. I'm. Like I might yeah, just mute my microphone and just you know let 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 uh, Captain Ian go go on the the track. I'm not exaggerating. I have five notes for this instance, <laughs> and I know there's more. I know there's more. But... No, no. Listen, listen. This is a great episode. This is this is really fun. It's really interesting. It's you know it's got a little bit mm -hmm. bit of a, a brain burner in there. Um, in general, I'm not a fan of time travel, alternate timelines. However, this. This episode really functions more as a dream than actual time travel. It functions more. I, now I know literally he's using a time crystal, crystal, or or whatever to don't to, act like you don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's using he didn't turn the up in a DeLorean. time crystal. Yes, he goes uh, eighty-eight miles an hour and finds himself. But 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 I think the time crystals are putting you in actual like future possibilities right mm. like is that is it's... that like what's the technical thing that's going on here from your star trek knowledge so we've only briefly we've only seen them in that episode from discovery and that's it so oh, it's not okay. like this is this isn't an expanded thing so as far as i can see it shows you a vision of future so, so it's like a dream it is a dream like i don't think it's functionally you're in that timeline i don't think you you can change things but that's not they nailed it. They hit it spot on the head. This isn't about changing the future. This is about observing the future and seeing why it needs to be correct. Not this. But yeah. but there apparently is some sort of alternate future where he makes the decision to save everybody because that yeah. is the pike that comes back using not a time crystal, right? Like that would have to be some other kind of time travel. It's it's showing you like a little portal into an alternate timeline. Um and I think they're projecting this pike into the past. The Klingons on Boreth from the future are projecting pike into the past. Projecting? I think. I think in a way that can change future decisions. So um, here's here's all yeah. I'm saying. Here's all I'm saying. Mm -hmm. This episode works. That. This episode works for me if I if I just see it as a vision. Once I start getting into the nitty gritty of that stuff, like Pike talking to himself, stuff, bootstrap paradox stuff, all that kind of stuff, I just go my brain just gets distracted and I get upset <laughs> and I get frustrated and I get, you know, angry. I get it. I get um, it. So it's nice that it wasn't the, the crux of this episode. In fact, you could mm -hmm. say the crux of this episode was let's 
keep the timeline the same, right? So I was able I was able to you know to kind of get on board with that. So I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it quite a bit. I do not think it's perfect. Uh, I def I definitely have some things to talk about. Uh, but uh, I I did enjoy it overall. I did enjoy Good. it. Deny. It was fucking awesome. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I don't get off the show. <laughs> he didn't say it wasn't. Yeah. No, this is I the know. part where I, know, I really I like something, but it turns out I hate it because yes. everybody else really loves it. Yeah. Uh huh. It's all on a on a mm -hmm. beat, on a on yeah. the spectrum. I have to be yeah. the person that hates it. I get it. No, there were definitely not. times about the 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 time crystal and whether or not he could manipulate the future and what he was trying to do where i did get confused about mm -hmm. what the parameters were as aaron mentioned that was probably the totally most fair. confusing thing to think about but i let that go pretty quickly because i was along for the ride and getting to see you know captain kirk and um called it <laughs> you also you also called seeing the uh, uh female buddy Montana. from Montana, Montana lady. From Montana. Listen, yeah. listen, I opened up my note taking uh, piece of paper, right, that uh, I use every week. And as I talk about stuff, I delete it from that paper. I had mm -hmm. one note left on last week's paper, and it simply said, prediction, we will see Montana girl again. And nice. You said that last Hello, week. Hello, Montana girl. That's amazing. It was one of the first things I said was like, Aaron was right. So, but but what I loved about this is that we got to see uh, history. We got to see, um, I, I don't know, it was a really interesting reflection. If they're going to go back into the Pike thing, which of course I think you need to in this first season, I think we needed to see the Pike arc kind of hit again. This was the perfect, in my opinion, way to kind of approach that, especially for those of us who are reengaging with Star Trek and the the time travel slash alternate timeline slash thing that you can kind of see where your choices have to be made a very specific way those are really really interesting to do and i don't i didn't realize time crystals was something that was kind of more like new or whatever to to those that watch a lot of star trek content so uh, that aside like that confusion stuff aside i think we need Pike to decide how he's going to approach the future. And I would like to see that done in season one so that it's kind of bookended and not carry through into season two where we're continuing the drawn out. What do I do? How do I approach this? But I like that they didn't spend so much of season one dragging that out that it was here. And I thought it was really interesting too to kind of reflect that with the Romulan choice uh you know when the romulan basically continues to inspire him to embrace his own fate and say he has one more duty to perform you know like for pike to have that sort of understanding that by not changing anything and just doing what needs to be done as a sacrifice for your people that's very honorable and i thought that was a really interesting thing to do um but if if i'm understanding correctly like that whole future time is sort of like wiped out it doesn't really matter because that's not what's actually going to happen now so that's the part where i got confused but it was really fun to see the crew like around the the table trying to decide how to avoid war and do space uh like chasing and clever cat and mouse gaming and mm -hmm. romulan discovering ing um <laughs> and then a space battle you know uh characters that we don't usually get to see that we got to see that are interacting. And I'm sure that for 
you, Ian. That was a really fun part. So I'm actually really excited to hear Ian geek out on this one because um, I had a fun time sort of watching this one unfold. Yeah, I am bursting. I don't even know where to begin. Um, I'll well, can, I ask, can I start you with a question? Mm -hmm. Do you think someone who is unfamiliar with Star Trek is going to get lost in the Easter eggs in this episode? Or do you think they're, they're hidden well enough? I There was one really jarring one for me. But I mean, I loved it, but mm -hmm. I can... It no, was... no, no, it, it seems to me, like, I, like, there's a lot... I mean, this is TOS stuff, so, like, I, like, oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. literally an episode of the original series, so, like, I, I so, that was really neat, but... Um, I, I, overall, I think it's done really, really well. There was only one that was a real blatant, like, nudge, nudge, wink, wink, to that seemed a little bit out of place if you didn't know where it was coming from, but I think the biggest confusing thing is for... I mean, Danae mentioned it, is that you... Danae, don't know how this relates to the current timeline. Um, the the yeah. way that it relates to the current timeline is that this is essentially a remake of an original series episode that is that actually happened and we've seen it. Whoa! Yeah. That's kind it's of a mind bender. Exquisite. So hold on a second. Let me just wrap uh -huh. my brain around that. So this is so in the original series, Captain Kirk goes to the neutral zone and chases down Robin's ship and blows it up. Well, essentially, things happen, so, but yes, things happen. Yeah. Yeah. It's so the episode is called Balance of Terror, and it's the first time that we see the Romulans. And the, the scene that I'm talking about, where it was a bit eye rolly, was when they get the image of the Romulans on the bridge, and it goes from Ortega person to person to, to person to person, and then the eyebrow raise that is frame for frame mm -hmm. a remake of what happens in Balance of Terror. It's not Ortega, so cool. it's a different officer. You think it's an eye roll? You know, for me, it was just because I heard you laugh because of like I the really. I thought it was fucking cool. I was like, "That's <laughs> hilarious!" <laughs> but it did. It felt a little bit out of place, almost because it was so overly dramatic. And you've got the the darkness, and then like the highlighted eyes with the the spotlight. But it was it was perfection. It was beautiful. Can I tell you why? For me, I actually have this in resistance, but I'll just say it now because it's a, it's a minor minor thing anyway. Um, he. He they he tries to do the the Nimoy eyebrow thing and he just can't do it. It's just it's, it's close. It's but <laughs> like so? it's no 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 because he just can't do it. It's like almost this like junior high play of an actual movie kind of thing where like it feels like a pale imitation and so then mm -hmm. it really kind of emphasizes. Oh, wink, wink, guy. Like I think that's what you kind of felt because I kind of felt it too. Was like we're doing a thing. You know, like, it, um, yeah. yeah, it wasn't because of the eye rolling. It was just in general, the, the, the eyebrow. Right. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't so much that it was just, and I'm not even saying I disliked it. I just mean for a new fan of the series that has not watched the original series at all, that might have felt a bit, this is yeah, really what, what's going on here. To, yeah. Yeah. Like, you almost realize you're not in on the joke. But, but um, I don't know. I thought it was really well set up because it's like, this is the first time we're seeing the Romulans. And like, for me, I've seen the Romulans so much. I'm mm. like, ooh, that'd be really interesting. Like, this is the first time. And I didn't, you know, uh, and I know what they look like, but I didn't think about how they look like Vulcans mm -hmm. because they're just always been around. So I never really thought about their similarities There was too a much. first time at some point where they didn't realize. And, to, and for Spock to be there, that's amazing. Because it's just <laughs> like, uh, dude. Uh, do you know these <laughs> well, people? And that's, like... and that's the whole point of the original episode too. Is yes. is that Spock gets like doubted and you know yeah. all that. Mm -hmm. So yeah, there's a huge subplot where 
somebody on the bridge, one of the crew members, a family member was killed during that, the Romulan war or during something. And so he's just like Chuck Spock out of the airlock immediately. He's a Romulan spy. Like he's not even Vulcan. And the Vulcans and Romulans have been together all along. So Ortegas, Ortegas kind of stands that in for that character. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, roughly. Um, Which I felt was a little bit off for me. That didn't work for me, but that's in that's one of my furious instances. Yeah, yeah, it, it just was, it felt it a little forced to me. But at the same time, I like what they were they were obviously building up this, and also that's a future that we don't know what happened in those seven years. Maybe she got a little jaded, you know, like mm-hmm. maybe something happened in her character development mm-hmm. that we have to make the assumption that she just she got sassy. <laughs> She's a little bit more edgy than the Ortegas. That's yeah. all fun and fluffy. Um, yeah, for me, like. The send-up of Balance of Terror is such a smart idea. That is so... Because it, it is one of the greatest episodes of TOS ever. And the the way it roughly runs is, yeah, they end up at the neutral zone. A Romulan ship has been experimenting with a new weapon. Um, and Kirk is obviously in command of the Enterprise. The Farragut is nowhere to be seen. It's not there at all. And Kirk does agree to violate the treaty, go into the neutral zone, pursue the ship, and the whole thing is, if this ship escapes, then the Romulans will know that we're weak and they'll come and attack. Now, in the last, like, the very ending of the episode, Kirk decides to spare the ship and uh, the Romulan commander says, no, we're going to blow up the ship. Like, we don't want you to capture us. We can't make it back home, so we're just going to blow up the ship instead. So it does both things. Kirk doesn't look like a murderer, but also the Romulans don't realise that the Federation aren't mm. willing to kill. So that's what, what a clever sense. idea. It's so, so clever. And what then, a clever way I mean, to do we want to talk together. about some of the other Easter eggs? Because the the one I noticed was the in a different world we could have been friends, which is a direct line mm-hmm. from the the TOS thing that that commander says to Kirk in the original episode and he says it to Pike in this one. Yeah, that last speech is almost identical. Stuff that there's a lot of stuff that's really in fact there are moments where I'm like they're trying so hard to be identical that it almost looks like they're using bad special effects <laughs> like, no it like did somebody... okay i wrote that yes. down even like the blow up scene when the yeah, guy blows yeah. up i was just like well that looked yeah. a little bit lame and i my first thought was i think they're probably trying to match the way that it looked a long mm, time yeah. ago because we have so much more ability to make that mm-hmm. look way different the, right. the back out pan shot of uh from from a distance seeing the asteroid exploded in space mm. super modern looking but that moment on the console when he kind of like yeets into the background yeah i was like well that's strange but now i think it makes even more sense now it's even more of a comparative piece where you could like watch one piece of content and you can watch the other piece of content Mm -hmm. and see them kind of side by side and how often do creators and writers have a chance to actually do that with material it's one of the reasons i really love star trek so much is there's so much to kind of go in and play with they could literally pull an episode from all those years ago mm-hmm. and find a way to play with it. Like what an unexpected delight for me, like an Ian, it worked for you because you had a really good time. Oh, it's, it's incredible. Like there were some bits where I was like, this is so, so similar. And so even the comet exposing the Romulan Warbird in the trail of the comet is in that episode as well. And it still fails, but it doesn't result in the Farragut getting blown up. And that's the, that's the crux. Like the Romulan, the Romulan fleet never gets a chance to turn up because the ship, does get destroyed and it is pikes delaying for two hours is what causes that disaster to happen okay that is something that probably 
I could throw into the sense that since we're talking about it now, that was confusing as a new viewer. For you guys, you're like, yeah, I know exactly the gig is up. That's what he did wrong. I was genuinely confused until mm. now what Pike did that was so wrong. Because I was like, I don't really understand how his decisions, how this is his fault that this war kicked off. Like it, it really yeah. had to be spelled out for me but I, I, even though they I, maybe they felt like they were being a little on the nose about it I was still confused like it se- it just seemed like something I don't know like w- at what point did things go bad you know like was it the mm-hmm. speech was it the this I didn't realize it was the two hour delay until like right the second the only thing that really saves it ishly at the end is that chat with Kirk when he says like then Kirk does spell it out and say if you'd have blown up the ship then right. this would have never happened but that's still missing the context of what happens in the original episode. So that is one of my few negatives is that you do need balance of terror to really understand where Pike went wrong. That it's the two hour delay because I did feel like that was them attempting to spell it out that Kirk's version of being, you know, attacking, which honestly, that's another really cool thing to stay true to the Kirk character that that's what his original idea was. It took him kind of going through the motions to show mercy and it's also interesting that like in this episode to have Pike kind of show what mercy looks like to the Kirk mm-hmm. character who, if that was the actual timeline, would be like, oh, that's an interesting approach and potentially learn something from another person. Mm-hmm. But, you know. And it, it leans so heavily on chance as well, because Kirk is gunning for that Romulan ship in the original episode. He wants it. He wants to blow it up. And he's almost a mm-hmm. little bit war. He, like, he chases it down. And it's only that the ship is crippled and they have that speak the chat at the end that Kirk is like, fine, we can save your crew. And it, then it's on the Romulans to decide, no, we're going to blow up the ship instead. Like it still could have ended badly. And the way they lean on Kirk's reliant reliance on his gut and chance and just being lucky that things have paid off is is such a clever little thread to, to keep this episode tied together because it doesn't make Pike look incompetent. It just means that the universe wanted Kirk to win that fight. And you can't you can't bank for that. You can't train for Kirk's dumb luck. <laughs> um, yeah. It's, man, I, I just love it so much. Just to jump back onto bookending Pike's arc-ish, I, I think it's the smartest thing. They, they have to address it. And they could have dragged it out for ages, but I really think that they've put a nice bookend so, on it. So you think we're done? This you think that's the bow? I think he'll talk about it and I think he'll mention it and it will come it will haunt him but I think his pursuit of trying to change that is done. I don't think he's going to attempt. Yeah, I don't think he's especially being faced with Spock who had suspiciously similar injuries to what Pike ends up with. Mm-hmm. Faced with that always in his memory. Now it's about it's not about accepting your fate. It's about accepting that if it's not me it's going to be Spock. If it's not me it'll be someone else and Pike is big enough to take that on. I think you're right. I think that's where I landed too, is that this this is the bow. I think this is the bow on that on that story, and that makes me very, very happy. Very happy. I I had that feeling because the last scene he's kinda like accepting, he's going around Mm. and he's happily accepting his fate. And even Mm -hmm. Spock kind of saying, I think I owe you like my gratitude and I don't even know why. Um, I I really don't see them going back into Mm. this a lot. I mean it it may hit again when he meets a kid and then and there might be like a moment where he has he just kind of has a recognition but i don't think they're going to stretch it out because the the writers aren't showing that they have that you know that um they're not leaning into that as a storytelling trope too much in season 1 so i don't know why they dip in on season 2 well the last 5 minutes seemed to indicate uh, they're they're we'll going to dip into some <laughs> 
overarching um, stuff. No, I, I think it was clever. Like they they had to address it, and I think they've concisely done it in this episode. Like here's your answer. Um, it's almost cheating because if the series goes seven seasons or however long it wants to go, they already have a baked in season series finale, which is just show the mm-hmm. accident happening to Pike. Like you already have your final <laughs> yeah. episode done and yeah. filmed. Like it's yeah, it's 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 a little bit. But right, other positives. Aaron, I'm going to pick on you. Give me some positives. Yeah, please. Um, Pike was phenomenal in this episode. I love every Uh word out of his mouth. I love him so much. I I understand the desire to, and I think it's the right call, to give everybody their episode, everybody their place. Man, was I glad to see a Pike episode. Man, like I just, he's so, they write him so well. He delivers it so well. Things as simple as, you know, I don't like her. Uh, like, <laughs> you know, like, like she comes just, on screen oh. and she's like, humans? And she's like, Hi, hello to you too. <laughs> yes, it has that like, yes. hello, I'm Nero kind of Even just the way it. he's like, he's like, well, considering I'm not a Romulan, you'll forgive me for not <laughs> yes. partaking or whatever he says, yeah. you know, like. He's, like, he's so poetic. Yeah. And not only is he poetic in like, we, he's a little bit winky in his voice. He's still strong. Like there's still mm. a leadership strength there when he says stuff like that. Um, I just, I really dug him in this episode, was glad we were focused on him. Multiple, multiple moments where I was like, yeah, Pike, get it. Pike. Get it. Uh, I, so, I love yeah. how he sticks to his guns with Kirk. Um, it's, it's like, I'm not going to be overruled here. Like, or lack of guns. Well, exactly. As the case may be. Oh. <laughs> um, and that, that leaning on diplomacy, and it's like, yeah, this may be the way that you would lead the situation, but it's not going to influence how I... Uh, I, I love that. So there's more than one way to get the job. As I was reflecting, like heading into this last episode, and I was thinking about like my standout favorite characters, which for me, just in general, is Spock. I realized mm-hmm. that I was lacking Pike because yes. the last maybe four episodes or so have really leaned into other characters, like you were saying, Aaron. And Pike has been wonderful to watch, but they're not giving him a lot. And he has that sort of like casual, jovial captain type vibe. But this one was the needed episode. I needed to have this episode to see mm-hmm. how, he, I mean, the actor is just killing it. And uh, everything, every scene, this just sung for me. It was exactly what I needed. I needed I needed a good, solid captain in the chair doing some serious mm-hmm. shit episode. Uh, and, and yeah, it, it definitely, definitely was one of the biggest like pluses for me throughout this entire episode was was that besides watching Ian um, <laughs> just get giddy at random points <laughs> he looked like a kid I, was, <laughs> I'm usually so good at keeping quiet and not spoiling anything but I had to keep going back to squealing. the mic and just went today oh my god did you it's see Scotty. that it's Scotty today it's Scotty oh I didn't mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, let's talk about Scotty go on wait wait wait, wait. One, one second um, oh my god my, no, my biggest sin of the season was going to be not enough Pike until this episode. And I'm just like, <laughs> this this episode just does him justice. I was even beginning to wonder, like, is Anson Mount just not as good as I think he is? Like, is it because like he, he just can't do it? But he just freaking nailed it this episode. An incredible captain and just so, so, so much fun to watch. It's the same uh, same problem they had in uh, Game of Thrones uh, when they decapitated too many people and didn't have enough wood. Not enough Pike. Continue. It's fine. You can, you can keep going. <sighs> so, <laughs> there were a few Easter eggs in the episode as well. Like just a couple. Just a, a couple. Sudden Scotty. Yes. 
Just now, I need to and do not, and not only Scotty, not only Scotty, mm -hmm. doing a nice little turn on the the bones, right? Yes, like with the thing I he said. It. Yeah, I'm I'm an yeah. engineer, not a miracle worker. Um, medical worker. He literally says medical worker. Oh, did he say medical worker? He says, oh, I, listen, that's I could be okay, guys. You you might be right. It's two on one. I I literally thought he was reversing. I'm a doctor to I'm not a doctor. Oh, like that he's it. literally saying I'm an engineer, not a medical worker. But I you're... thought he said miracle. That so, makes that actually makes more sense. I could be wrong. I thought that was it could really be his hilarious accent, though. Medical and being miracle. You know you're not wrong. That <laughs> medical medical worker. We'll never know now. We'll never know what he says. Worker. No, it didn't actually. It's not going to happen in our prime timeline, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> exactly. Uh huh. Uh, I loved it. I didn't need him to appear on screen. I loved the voice over he the comms. He did appear on screen. His, His arm, arm did. Yeah. Scotty's arm helpful did? arm. Scotty's yeah. arm was oh, man, handing stuff that. up there. Oh, that's yeah, it, amazing. It was the arm handing uh, Spock stuff. Yeah, it was oh, handing Spock tools course. and stuff. I thought he was just on the comm system. Oh man, that's so funny. Uh, yeah, I love that. I even I love the Jeffrey's tube. I love the Jeffrey's tube because it, again, that is like shot for shot remake of the original series. Like that is where they would get up in that awkwardly angled thing. To like do the repairs and like the fiber optic cables that just I'm gonna plug this back together because that's how ships from the 22nd century 23rd century work. It's uh -huh. just fiber optic cables. Um, yeah, I love that on Easter eggs. The uniform. Oh my goodness! As soon as Pike cried. turned up, he was sobbing <laughs> in the red uniform from the 23 2260s. I was like. Oh, it's the movie uniform. <laughs> it's the Rathacon <laughs> uniform. It's so good. <laughs> Change my underwear. Um, it's just a li little bit updated. Beautiful. Didn't mess with it too much. I immediately need to buy one. Just send send it to me. I need one Take right now. Take all my money. Yeah. Take all of my money. I need it now. It's beautiful. Um, I, I love it. They could have messed with it. They could have made up their own uniform because it's not the prime timeline, whatever, whatever, but uh, man that stuff just suckers yeah. me in i love it so so much. yeah uh i'll bounce off of that uh, and say that the romulan clothing was fun oh, as well oh, uh, don't get me the, started <laughs> it's so good that like um vertical sort of mm -hmm. really ornate piece that sort of ran down from the shoulder on the right side of their costuming mm -hmm. just looked really regal where behind it was one strip of differently colored like uh, fabric it was seeing the updates and knowing how much detail we can put in that the camera picks up you know cameras are so different now we have such yeah. an ability to see this fine detail maybe wasn't needed or even thought of or just think about it to make an ornate piece on a shoulder like that 20 30 40 years ago you'd have to have like a metal crafter you you would genuinely be spending months and months of time just to figure out how to do something really. The, the pins they can do pins. That's that's easier. That's smaller. But this like hugely ornate piece was just oh so pretty. One of the main reasons that the original series uniform is so brightly colored, where you just have bold yellow, bold red, bold blue, is because it was one of the first TV shows in color. So it was like we're gonna make the most of these color televisions. Really, a hundred percent. And th that's they just so cool. It was like we're just going to make you all colorful because we don't have to worry about grayscale anymore. Like, guess what? We can you can just be color. obnoxious as you like. We're going to use blue, reds, and golds and just get in there. And that's that's amazing. It was one of the visual things that made it so appealing. Um, so yeah, to go from hey, we get to use color now to CGI visual effects, all of the shit that we can do now is 
such a huge leap. Um, and to hear you describe the Romulan uniform, if you didn't see the updated version, it sounds like you're describing the original series. It is so true to the original series Romulan uniform. Obviously updated, obviously more ornate, but that, the colouring, the one strip of purple, it, it is so, so, even the little helmets that the Centurions had on, so similar like to the original series um it's it's an absolute it's so well done so yeah cool. and then we get to see so into cool. their ship as well you know like the way that their command central is done differently mm-hmm. like where they're all sort of clustered together yeah exactly <laughs> but it's fun to see it now because it's yes. not something that i'm you know used to but then also uh again just paying attention to the detail thing we don't have to change a lot because we're mimicking something that we've shown before but we can mm-hmm. We can amplify the detail just a little bit because the camera is going to pick something up that we haven't before. So I really enjoyed looking again. It's not surprising at all. Every episode, <laughs> same for me. I'm Costuming. like, give me the shoes, give me the clothes. <laughs> no, in so, particular, the Romulan uniforms were exquisite. Were it was fantastic. really, really pretty. Yeah. yeah, very pretty for being jerks, assholes. Well, well, not all he's of, o- not he's all of them. Okay. Not all of them. You know. Well, that's one of the cool callbacks as well. Is that his second in command? We have. Way more time on the Romulan ship in the original series. And his second in command is basically been put on that ship by his dad. And his dad holds a lot of power. And he's the one pushing to fight, 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 fight. Don't retreat. So it's it's great to still see that reflection here as well and him betraying him. Because in the original series, he's taken off the bridge before he has chance to contact the Romulans to get the backup. Oh, interesting. So that two hours gave him the window to all the reinforcements. So interesting. So just chef's kiss. Aaron. Uh, I'm just sitting here thinking, you guys have to be right. It has to be Miracle Worker. I'm bummed now because I thought it was Medical Worker. But <laughs> that's a dumb, that would be a dumb thing to say in a dumb unless time to say talk, it. So Unless like he had a paper cut and Spock was just yeah, like, have right, you got a plaster? Right. No, it's, it's Miracle Worker. <laughs> I just misunderstood the accent. Uh, sorry about that. Um, so we're talking about good stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, have I mentioned how much I loved Pike in this episode? Um, <laughs> He's just going to do that again. <laughs> the, the moment, well, I'm do just going to go with the scenes, right? Scene mm-hmm. by scene. Like, let's talk about him beaming into a wedding he didn't know he was officiating. Oh, that was so it, funny. It, it was the best. It was oh the my best. God. Where he's like, it's weddings, so which as captains, we get to perform. And he looks perform. around. On ships. <laughs> like, on he's, ships. like he's placing a wedding. So I am on a ship. There are We're people here. Uniting you <laughs> and you're Which is, here. By the way, another similarity to the original episode, right? Mm-hmm. Doesn't Kirk do a wedding in that episode? Kirk I think he opens, starts it by officiating a wedding. Yeah, yes. he opens so that by officiating a wedding. Stinking funny. And we and you talked about that last episode, Aaron. Like or no, no, you talked about the beginning of this episode rather, that your love of his of the humor of this show. Yeah. And so for it to just pepper itself in in all of this they really understand how to engage this is what i missed last week guys i'm telling yeah. you like i know i was hard on last week but this is what i missed like there mm-hmm. there were just you know and not to go back to that but just to use it as a way to say how much i liked this episode it was here you know and it was even though the episode was serious and it was doing serious things and it was moving the mm-hmm. plot in serious ways the cast was doing their thing and especially pike was doing his thing and i so laughed good. a lot it yeah. was very so good, good. I, yeah, I, that I guess you take you because you love <laughs> him. And you, and the, you. The, the red alert goes off and he's like, oh, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> Never been happier to be called to the bridge for a red alert. Oh, it's so good. Um, there, I, I love, man, just to go back to makeup and costuming. I loved the makeup on old um, 
old pipe. I wrote that down too. That is so so hard to do right. And it was so, so subtle. Um, The way he talked and the way he moved himself as well, he just, he acted like a man that was older as well. And just the little subtle bits of makeup were just Mm -hmm. exquisitely done. So, so good. Yeah, I wrote that down as well. They, um, it was really subtle. It's like what they did was they went into his like uh the under his eyes, mm, and then mm-hmm. in his existing um uh like wrinkles, and just sort of added in a little bit of darkness. And it wasn't over the top where it looked like it was. It was so good. Like the makeup on that was so mm-hmm. perfect. I uh I wrote that down too. Just the the ways that um Anson Mount was acting even as 40 years from the future pike mm-hmm. or whatever that he he was ca- you could see that he was carrying a lot of weight in how he yeah. walked and he was carrying a lot of weight in what he had been through you could see it on his skin you could see it on his hands like when he opened up the time crystal box his mm-hmm. hands were like really charred almost and yeah. dirty like he had just been through a lot and i thought that they did a good job with that too yeah they did a beautiful job. It, it can be really off-putting if you don't get that right but no they made yeah. it uh, mm-hmm. Just a quick little note while we talk about costuming, costuming and stuff. Uhura's uniform um, was basically Uhura's uniform in the original series. So it's a bit more like this sideways V cut that comes off to one side. Uh-huh. And it was just a really, really nice touch. It was just an update of the Uhura uniform that we all know and love from the original series. Um, yeah, loved it. Just again, just nailing the costumes and stuff. I think, Denise, over to you. Well, I mean, I have questions for for you, um, but I think that I'm going to start with, like, how did you feel about Captain Kirk, young Captain Kirk? Mm. There was there was one particular moment I really enjoyed it. It was towards the end. He said uh, Pike says is talking back and forth with him at one point in time. And he uh, Captain Kirk says, if you'll give me the resources is what he says. But when he says, if you'll, he does a very specific hand gesture. And I was like, oh, my God, I think I recognize that. Because I kept kind of <laughs> looking for mannerisms where he wasn't playing into it too much. Like, you don't want to just try to become no. another actor, obviously. But how did you feel about that character overall? Because I kind of thought he did a good job. So playing Kirk is going to be one of the most restrained things you have to do. Because you cannot full on Jim Carrey over exaggerate all of it. Now, Right, straight away, loved him. Uh, Paul Wesley does a incredible Kirk. I like him better than Shatner. That won't surprise many people. Specifically, he wasn't too likable. So it wasn't like, man, I wish we had this guy leading the show instead of Pike. It was still, he's a bit green. He's a different person to, to what we're used to. He's a different kind of captain. But the actor did a fantastic job. And I swear that there was... As soon as he comes on screen, I am almost certain he introduces himself kind of like this. It's Captain Kirk of the USS Farragut. And just had like a little bit of a Kirk impression to but set himself But not too much. Off. And then not too much. And then just kind of acted normally. Because um, I kept I listening for that pause. Job. And yeah. I didn't really hear him playing into that. But the hand gestures, mm. I was like, I really feel like he's, yeah. he did a very specific hand gesture. And I'm like, I Give bet. Give me the resources. <laughs> <laughs> Captain Pike, I've got your reinforcements. Don't get into a fight. They're only mining ships. <laughs> yes, I could do Kirk impressions all day. Uh, Aaron, what did you think of Paul Wesley as as Kirk? 
Do you want me to save this for resistance or talk about it now? Well, oh, I think you just answered no. your own question. So, okay, Aaron, okay, give okay. us your next positive <laughs> thing or just tell me to move on to mine. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's talk about the scene where Captain Pike gets to act opposite Captain Pike. Uh, yes. Genius. <laughs> so beautiful. Good. You ever going to let me get a word in edgewise? Uh, hilarious. <laughs> uh, I absolutely loved it. I love that he still has the exact same hairdo it's just a yes. little bit somehow grayer i don't know um but uh a little bit but, yeah, flatter I, perhaps a little bit flatter perhaps mm -hmm. the the aging makeup was actually really good i thought um but mm -hmm. uh but I, I really enjoyed that i that was so much fun i tell i'm telling you my positives are all just different scenes where you know pike <laughs> kills it so yeah <laughs> well one i mean that the the pike versus kirk showdown where like it's such a, i kind of realized in the moment man there's only one other time we've really seen this and to be fair, Pike was in a wheelchair at the time, so he doesn't, and he can't talk. He replies with beeps and boops. So this is the only time we've really seen in this timeline a Kirk and uh, Kirk and Pike real, like just battle of different styles of command. And I just, it, without being too talky talky, I just thought it was delivered really, really well. It felt like I was talk, um, listening to Kirk. Felt like Pike had a fair point of view that was just different. Um, just so well written. Absolutely, absolutely loved it. Um, well, I'm just going to quickly batter off a couple of like really nerdy things that I loved. Enterprise at warp, and then jumping out of warp. That warp graphic was stunningly beautiful as it, they approached the neutral zone after the, the first report of an attack. Absolutely loved it. The Romulan weapon plasma thing update from the original series. Beautiful. So good. The Romulan warbird. The little the ship with the, the flat of the, the wings. And, and today you'll have recognized that because that was in... Picard, it's the ship that is hunting down Seven. Oh, and then the okay, La Serena okay, okay. chops it in half and cuts its nacelle I, off. I thought it looked a little bit more like shuttlecrafty mm. and not, it was like a little more boxy looking in the, in the middle. I kept looking for like a ship I recognized, but I didn't exactly recognize it. But maybe I just wasn't paying as close attention. But I, I didn't like mind because I was having a great time. Like the Romulan fleet behind it as that, well. There were oh. some super cool shots in this. Like so good. The space battle. I know you hate the phaser pew pew pew. You want like I the do. one long sustained oh, beam thing. We've beam. actually seen that. Didn't we see that at the beginning we've of the season? They did it in episode one. I don't understand yeah. why we've updated it. And technically they should be blue, but never mind, it's fine. Um did the original Enterprise. But like I like phases. how the ship sort of like went up and around and started shooting in these arcs mm. and like ping, 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 ping. And it was just this sort of blast out. It was really cool looking. It's one of my favorite shots. And I get to see it every week in the opening credits. It's just this incredibly cool swooping banking maneuver that just looks so, so cool. So yeah, they're absolutely killing it with the space battles, updating the ships. Love it, love it, love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. Yeah. Or, or like when they're approaching that asteroid at the very beginning and it sort of has like the two ships sort of like, just sort of mm. hanging out, floating, and the camera is just painting all around. Opposite orbit going on. Yeah, it's so, and, so fun. And did you feel like you were ever going to be excited to see mining ships show up? Me either. <laughs> oh, it took me a second because I was about to get really pissy because I was like, those aren't very pretty. And then they like <laughs> immediately explained it. it was like, yeah, no, no, they're mining ships. I was like, oh, thank God, they didn't break Starfleet. And I was like, what, is the Enterprise the only pretty ship out there now? Like, what the hell happened? 
It's a fun plan. It's a fun plan. I was it's wondering because it's, it's great, super yeah. clever. I'm obviously I'm curious how he got them all to show up on time at the same time unmanned, but I'm guessing it was all automated. It's drones. They're drones. They're they drones. drones. Yeah, okay. he just programmed them. But it was also clever because we saw almost all of those types of ships in the intro when we were circling the asteroids. So if you're paying attention, when they all show up, you would have uh, recognized them already, awesome. which was kind of cool. Oh, that's and very, I like the cool. escape at the end. That was so fun. Yeah. Oh, well, putting it's, them all in front of the Enterprise yeah. to give it enough room to escape. It's a yeah. great plan. Great, Super great plan. Clever. Um, yeah. Man, I... Oh, uh, any other positives today before I just do a final gush? Oh, Oh, you have a final gush. I see. Uh, everyone, please just <laughs> brace yourselves. Put on, put on your Get raincoats. Umbrellas. Put yeah, on, yeah, yeah, there we go. Exactly. Umbrellas and raincoats. Uh, I, I kind of enjoyed all the moments. Like when Pike is in this world and we talked about the humor of it, but like the little subtle things like when Spock comes over and says number one to Captain Pike and you're just kind of seeing Pike go number one is not number one anymore. Okay. Mm, put those or pieces together. Yeah, yeah, or the like the little wink and nods to the things that are different, like when he is hugging. Uh, is it Ahura? No, Ahuna. Uh, Laan, Laan, Laan. Yeah, and and he's like, forgot you were a hugger, and she's like, have you forgotten? And then there's just like, what does that mean? Did they have sex? Like, no, 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 no. You know where I'm immediately assuming that they're like hooked up in the future or something. No, she she hugged him, which I think is just means that her character is softened. But then she he calls her like lieutenant instead of commander, and that's where she says, "Oh, had you forgotten that she became a commander?" She wasn't oh. she wasn't saying, "Oh, you have forgotten about the hug." Okay, no. so no, that will change my yeah. note to do a little bit of searching on the internet for some <laughs> fan art later. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, hey, that fan art still exists. I guarantee I'm sure it. it probably does. It probably yes, does. It every, probably every does. combination. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a rule about that and everything. So. <laughs> yes, mainly mainly Spock and Kirk. There's plenty of fan art for for that. Um, have I just missed it? Have we seen Uhura's ear thing before, or is this the first oh, yeah, episode? We've, okay. we've seen that. Okay, yeah, I think right, we saw it in right. episode one or two. Okay, all right. Yeah, we've I just definitely seen it. it. I was like, oh, there's the ear Asshole. thing. Pay attention. Sorry about that. Apologies. You know what? That's oh. it. This is my last episode. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I think the last thing will be pretty obvious, but I really did enjoy that scene between Pike and Spock at the end of the episode. Just Me that too. sort of mutual respect between the two of them yeah. um, and how Spock called him Chris. There's just oh. something really powerful mm. about a first name. Um, the formality of the respectful titles kind of fall away when there's something clearly emotional and for how, I don't know, I guess how Spock just can sense emotion, even though he's killed it himself, like he's aware Mm -hmm. of it. Like he understood the gravity of whatever, you know, Pike was going through, but Mm -hmm. for him to take that moment and be like, I really respect you too. To me that, that scene like hit really deep because I was kind of thinking about how Spock goes on to do so much, obviously. And we know that. Yeah. But that, Spock, for most of everyone, this isn't his captain. Captain Kirk is his captain. Mm-hmm. So we're getting to see this before moment and this respect that he has for Pike. And now this is becoming my Spock's captain in a weird way because I don't mm-hmm. have mm-hmm. the original series. This is like my beginning for Spock. So that's I just kind of hit me hard in a way. I'm like, oh God, that's right. Because uh, Pike, this feelings. isn't going to last. <laughs> this this goes on mm-hmm. to be so much more. And so I thought that was just a really good scene. 
yeah, this is a friendship that we will see the end of. Like we will, yeah. we we know how this friendship ends, and it's it's really really sad. Um, and I guess on the, on an earlier point when we said like, how do we know that this how this affects the future? I think they're leaning into the Spock thing more than the balance of terror thing necessarily. That Spock oh, for goes sure. on yeah. to be an ambassador. He prevents war with the Klingons. He creates peace with the Romulans. Spock does more for galactic peace than anybody does. So yeah, if he's if he's taken out of action and just cannot function in that capacity and can, is just completely broken, then yeah, that's going to affect his role in the future. Yeah. Well, and they go so far as a, a future Pike says in every timeline, Spock dies and that mm-hmm. can't happen. And so it's yeah. like the only way to prevent that mm-hmm. is to go to this moment and tell you, you can't be here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got to go. Because if you you're here, stop. then it changes Spock. Yeah. And for me, that's the cleverest part of this story is that it's not about time travel shenanigans and trying to change the future or save the past, whatever. It is, Pike has to make such a huge de- decision that if I change the future, this has some hugely negative effects. And I've just kind of got to sit with my fate and. It was, I think it was a great way to do time travel without the tropey time travel stuff that, that becomes a bit breaking. Um, Can we call it dream travel for Aaron, though? Dream travel, <laughs> yes. Vision travel. Um, yeah. I, this was an incredible end to the season. This is probably one of the strongest season finales I've ever seen, other than Best of Both Worlds. Um, and I, I think this, yes, it has a cliffhanger, but it doesn't have a cliffhanger. It, it has a cliffhanger. This oh, episode that is that is it. factually incorrect. It has a cliffhanger. I that is a this, fact. This episode ends when he's on the bridge. I don't know what, <laughs> does what it? else. Does it? Yeah, maybe no, mine no. just had a little bit extra there. Yeah, no, maybe. <laughs> it had like the, the view around the bridge. Yeah, he, he like, smiles. Yeah, yeah, he smiles. Yeah. No, I think you're right. I think you're right. Now that you're saying. now, Yeah, now yeah. I hear what you're saying. Yeah, I think um, you might be right. So I just, it's a beautiful end. This is one of the strongest first seasons of any Star Trek series probably ever i can't think of a str- like lower decks might be but i just because that's funny it doesn't really have a lot of huge impact um yeah this episode was so clever so good i geeked out so much but yeah it's still added to the story um i didn't mind the cliffhanger did you guys mind the cliffhanger before oh, we yeah it oh, you did? Should, should, should that be the, yeah. the, the sin transition <laughs> that's, the, tra- transition. Okay. that's okay. the sin-sition right there um with that um thanks for joining us this week everyone and we'll see you next time. <laughs> no, it's time to head to that tiny tube with Spock and Scotty for Resistance's future. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Warning. Warp core collapse in 10 seconds. This is the part of the show where we re-engage our sin brains reluctantly acknowledge that no TV shows about seeing even the best episode of Star Trek that I've seen in a long, <laughs> long time. Something that I've said a lot this series. Um, yeah, go on, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> well, first I'd like to say uh, I can't believe they've made this mistake again. 
They made it during the season. They finally rectified it last episode, but again, no hammer this episode. And oh, wow. I just, I'm just like, come wow. on. Uh, no, we can we can start with uh, talking about the cliffhanger. Um, it just didn't need it. It just didn't need it. It was a great episode. Didn't it, it didn't need it. If there was one show I thought was going to be confident enough not to have to do this, I thought it was going to be Strange New Worlds because they've mm -hmm. shown that they can just do one-off episodes, do the thing, and they already were wrapping up a little bit of overarching stuff, right? It was already, and then to do that cliffhanger is annoying in a couple ways. Number one, it's annoying just because it's a cliffhanger, and I I find them more and more to be this marketing thing instead of this oh, actual of storytelling thing. It's um, thumbs in seats for season one, episode two, right, which is right. sad because... It's strong enough to not need that. Correct. Um, and then the, the second way I, I find it annoying here is this is a show that we've talked about many times, how its strength is that it can just be each episode is its own thing. And to set up a cliffhanger like this means that we already know some of what, you know, next season is going to be about. And we already mm -hmm. know, like, this is going to be an overarching thing at least for an episode or two. And I just, I don't want that. I don't need that. I just like yeah. do it when we get there. Have that be the the first part of, you know, season one, like make it a contained th or season two. I mean, just make it a contained thing. I don't know. That's what, that's why I find it annoying for those two reasons. One reason overall, second reason specific to this show. Yeah. That's my biggest sin of the show of the episode as well. Um, it stops it from being a complete episode in its own right. Cause you have right. this, you know what? If you absolutely have to do it, make it a post-credit scene. Like do the Marvel <laughs> thing; it doesn't make it any better. But roll but, the credits so I can choose to that. ignore it. That's exactly why yeah. they do it to finish yeah. that story. Um, heck, release it as like a trailer in two weeks or like a mid-season thing at the halfway point. Give it to us as like a New Year mini thirty-second special. Um, for me, it just affects this episode a little bit, and it's you have this lovely concise ending, and then this odd prologue that's tanked on to the end especially when una had nothing to do with this episode she doesn't turn up she's barely had anything to do with the season and what's up with the fourth wall break at the end like, oh, what, the eye contact what, was so what is, weird. What is going I on here? Looking that, at the what is that about I, it seemed it, just to me it seemed like it was like the intensity of like pike's pissed yeah, no, well, I know. Yeah, but just, I, I, I kind of like seeing the camera doesn't need to know that. Uh, yeah, but then that gives gives us that perspective of what it must look like to like lock eyes with her. Like, mm. I felt like in that moment it was like he was transferring the intensity. I didn't feel mm. like it was a break as much as it was like the camera moved into the position where she was. But maybe I'm wrong about that. I didn't I, mind it as much as you guys did. Just a matter there's of a subtle, There's a subtle difference between a fourth wall break and a camera placement where in the line of sight. And it's and it's it really comes down to what the actor is doing. And in that moment, he is looking directly to camera. Like he is not because actors will do this thing where they will look either like right to the right or right or to above, the left of yeah. camera or right above camera. Um, and he was absolutely looking straight to camera. I, it's fine, and you're absolutely right, Danae. Like I, I, you know, I I think there is something that's more impactful about that. Eye contact is a very powerful thing, and when somebody does it with you, it's very powerful. The problem and the reason people don't usually break that fourth wall is because it brings you into a place where you get distracted by, wait, am I in the story? Like, mm. it, like there's, fuck there's yeah, a. Fuck yeah, I want to be in the story. <laughs> you want to be, but you bring know you're me not. The fuck there. Man, but when it's somebody as beautiful as Anson Mount, I'm just like, I am not worthy of making eye contact with you. <laughs> yeah. I'm a producer. I'm, I'm going like, to 
intent to jelly. Like, don't look God, it made you guys uncomfortable. I'm, I'm just like, fuck, yeah, that was intense. That was <laughs> Give good. me the eye contact. I get yeah. it. No, I get it. I, I understand what you're talking about with like leaning on that as a as a note, but they had, you know, and they didn't have to put the little hints in the story about what happens to her without mm. spelling it out because then they spell it out in the moment and then she's gone. Um, and then that transitions into something he's going to do next. The biggest sin for me in that moment is I'm like, well, this happened seven years ago. And obviously in the future, you couldn't do anything about it because she still wasn't back. So what does that mean? You know, like to me, it's like, well, yeah, we already it's... saw that she had been like completely out of commission and unreachable for seven years. Mm-hmm. And you obviously didn't do a good job of succeeding. So that to me, that kills any sort of idea that in season two, we're going to go rescue her. Because in the future, she you wasn't think she's there just anyway. off the show now? I'm genuinely worried that she is because she's a pretty big actor and I'm I don't think she's gonna have a massive recurring role. I I mean the only Maybe the only, that's it. The only point against that is that she does appear in an episode. So the cage is set after this by quite a bit, I think. Okay. So we know that she's part of the crew at some point in the future, but I man, I don't know, and and it's just like so. Is this part of the future? You are allowed to change are the Klingons for uh, is like handsome Grandpa Pike going to come back and say no? Stop messing with Una. She has to be in jail. Uh, I it's just the the bottom line is that these are questions I don't care about. Like then, I am mm-hmm. not yes. left. Yes. What wishing right. that she was out of prison? I really don't mind too much. Ugh, I mean, poor her, but okay. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I I just want a crew. Just like give me a crew. Like I don't need the showdown with with Starfleet unless it's like I can imagine it turning into a court case, like where Data has to prove that he's human, and they do these classic court cases where Picard would have to battle with what's right and what's moral. And I can see Pike doing that and having to fight for Una and say, I don't care if she's an alien or she's gen- genetically modified she deserves a right to be on the cruise. So I imagine that's where it's going, but I'm just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. In general, I just didn't need Yep. My first sin that I made a note of straight away is, damn it, why didn't she eat the pasta? Like, stop preparing (laughs) meals for people that clearly have no intent of staying to eat them. That pasta looked amazing. I just... Why? Food in films. Can I just How does it work? I'm going to jump in on that seat and send just leftovers in general. Yes, in the Star Trek <laughs> world. Like, uh, do, do, do you, you're going to store them in the fridge The fridge that you also happen to? Like, it's just we yeah. replicate food. <laughs> <laughs> why, are we, why are we replicating pasta that needs to be, mm. you know, boiled and, and then keeping it? Yeah. Well, the answer to I the first know. part is that, that he likes to cook. That's just something yeah. he likes to do. Yeah. That's the first right. part. The second part is completely valid. Just, you know, throw well, it away, they, disintegrate it, whatever you do in the future. Like, you know. They yeah. don't have replicators yet. They have, oh, that's right. They have food synthesizers, which are slightly okay. different. Okay. Um, okay. And they're not as good as replicators. So all I right, see right, why. Right, right. Okay. But still, it's, yeah, it's odd. But still, just leftovers ding. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ding. Go on, Aaron. Give us another one. Uh, well, do you want to talk about Kirk? Since I since I brought that yeah, up, sure. um, we'll talk did not, about how you not work. Did not work for me. Um, my first note is I like that he's not doing an impression. Like mm-hmm. you guys said, yeah. I think that's really important. Uh, nobody wanted somebody to to come in and do all the mannerisms <laughs> and the whatever. The problem is for me, I, he is a barely a shadow of the charisma of Shatner in that show. 
And like, it, like he is so lacking charisma that there's nothing in my brain that can connect those two as the same character. Like with Spock, I like I believe it. They yeah. are the same character. They are both Spock. I do not believe they are both Kirk. I just like I I could not get my brain there that this is the same character. I know that I'm on an island here, but I have never felt Kirk's charisma. I've never felt Shatner's charisma. Sure. Ever. So for me, that didn't play into it too much. That's it was wild always, to me, but I understand that that can happen. Yeah, It's always been Shatner overacting. And I, I enjoy watching him. I enjoy seeing him on screen, but I never got that. I will follow this man no matter what. He I has this gleam this in his eye that is just like, it is, I mean, Ew, it is like it's magnetic. A, it's like, a smarmy gleam. You just yes, you rely yes, exactly. on luck way more than you do skill. So. I like yes, this. Yes, you get it. <laughs> I, I hate it when he uses my argument against <laughs> every damn time. Um, I, I love this more grounded version of, of Kirk. Sure. Still gun ho and still arrogant, but was less ah, gonna get that alien and better, which was always well, the traded I, on. That's not my favorite part about Kirk <laughs> is the outdated sexual politics, but. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, I did miss that, that gleam in the eye and what I hear you saying, and I think this is fair is there is a difference between these two characters and you like mm -hmm. the new one better. You like this version yeah. better than Correct. the version that, that, uh, Shatner played. I can respect that. I can totally respect that. For me, I, I loved Kirk and TOS just really loved that performance, loved, um, just the, 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 um, the counterpoint to Spock that he was, um, in this like Pike was almost more Kirk than Kirk was. Like you know, yeah. there was it, it was I just it was that. hard for me. So yeah, in what little and that's and I think that's because I've seen such little of Kirk that mm. there's some really strong personality traits that that stand out. That mm -hmm. clearly this version of Kirk hasn't had an experience that has awoken that in him in some <laughs> way. Something, yeah, 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 something like that. Uh -huh. It's gonna. I will I mean, tell you, I had this weird thought, and I I want both of your opinions on this. I think you've mm -hmm. both seen the reference I'm going to make here. I started to almost wish that they were doing the Luke in Book of Boba Fett stuff. I started to almost wish that oh, they were doing actual Shatner in this show and that they had put together- Oh, and you know, de-aged him? And de-aged him and done the revoicer <sighs> and all that kind of stuff. Like no. this is, no, 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 I know, right? So mm -hmm. I'm wrestling with this in my mind and I'm going, if it was, uh, so we're going to be to a world in the next, what, five to 10 years where it'll mm -hmm. be almost impossible to distinguish, you know, the, I mean, it, we're almost there already almost. with deep fakes and that kind of stuff. You can put any body out there that's the same body type, put the face on them, do the revoicer, and like, yeah. we're gonna be there soon. And in many ways, we all just have to make, make peace with that world, right? And so I started to think about, okay, five years from now, if they do this, do they actually do William Shatner? And Maybe I, I a I don't think they have the money to, to do it as well Absolutely as Disney correct. at all. Hundred percent. Yeah. I just I like this so much better. I, Me I just, too. I think so. Yeah. I, I think I'm with you, but I had to, but I started to wrestle with that. I started mm -hmm. to wrestle with that oh, idea completely. of because like, then you know, why don't you just redo the original series with Nimoy, Nichelle Nichols? It's gonna uh -huh. happen. It's gonna. I'm telling you guys, like we are not ready for ha the seismic no. change in pop culture that this is going to have. There's a point where like HD and 4K remasters aren't remasters, they are reacted. <laughs> yes, they're re-renders. Yeah, they're re-renders. Re uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, wild. 
it's way way less fundamental than what Aaron is saying and far less important <laughs> but um and just uh, the description this always bugged me with the Romulans in general and it's they turn up at the the Romulan the the neutral zone and it's like Pike is like and Kirk does this as well it's like yes yeah, the boogeyman they don't exist no one no one's seen a Romulan like they're not even the real thing yeah no they're a fictional entity with a fucking logo like that is the Romulan logo. That is their brand branding. That's their logo, and you're putting it on the screen. Like they clearly exist. Like I don't need them to be a boogeyman or like fictional to mm-hmm. to to be scared of them. Like they there was a war. There is a treaty. It's like what did you? Who did you sign the treaty with? If you think that they're boogeymen, like it just it seems strange. To me. It always has. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Danae. Uh, there were several. You better come take a look at these cliches in this one. <laughs> yeah. um, mm-hmm. So those are like easy ones to reach to. The, like the captain, you better come take a look at this. And then they have to go and then they see whatever. Mm-hmm. But it happened twice. And then it was like captains because there's oh, two of Star them. Star Trek invented that cliche. It, <laughs> I think it genuinely did. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was pretty. that was a pretty easy one to reach for. I think one sin that I would, um, instead of doing like a little simple one, I'll kind of go for a big one. I found it surprising that Captain Kirk when he beamed over to the Enterprise uh, and they had their little war council, had mm-hmm. no one from his ship representing his crew in that meeting. Yeah, that's I thought that was surprising. And that's I think, fair. That's a good mm-hmm. point. I, I, I don't know. I just, it seemed, it took me out of the world a little bit because as you're going on the table, it's like, yeah, these are all our people, but why wouldn't he have brought his number one or anything right. really? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's a great point. Yeah. yeah. No, very, very true. He should have had an entourage of some sort. Uh, Aaron? Uh, every time we change the path he dies thing is so very convenient. Uh, that's the one thing you, you figured out is it doesn't matter what you do. Spock infinite, dies. Like that's, infinite timelines yeah, and infinite he dies possibilities, in all of Infinite time, And he always dies. Really? Oh, well, yes, we got to do like, you know, but it, the, obviously the show felt like it had to do that to close off that possibility. But in, in reality, we would absolutely oh, send that because that is, this is, why i don't think that they are going to revisit it like they were so explicit with yeah dude you have to die like Mm -hmm. they were so explicit with that i don't think there's a chance that he would even attempt it um i'm going to address ortegas um this was probably it's my my final one too is ortegas by the way it's my biggest sin of the of the of the of the episode it's just she is filling the role of lieutenant styles who is so against spock and so like chuck him under the bus you're a dirty romulan you're a spy Mm -hmm. And it is such, I get it, the seven years of Ortegas that we've missed, but it was so clearly a, we need somebody to fill that role. And it just didn't feel right coming from the Ortegas that we know, the jovial Ortegas, to then being this oddly xenophobic and borderline racist. I don't know how borderline it is. She literally says the pointy-eared elephant in the room. Okay, yeah, just completely racist. Uh, Yeah. I was expecting, like, the famous line that Kirk said is... um, it was like take your bigotry back to your no head yeah go to your quarters and take your bigotry with you there's no room for it on my bridge i was almost expecting that line to come out of of pike i was surprised just, he didn't say anything he only has the stand down scream yeah. that he yeah. has um which was man anson mount scream at me any day say something I, else daddy da- dad energy uh, has arrived <laughs> yes yes <laughs> get to my room um but it it was jarring. It was super duper jarring. Yeah, me too. I, I understand what you're saying too, but I think that they have laid the foundation that she always seems to talk directly to the captain, mm-hmm. push her own agenda a bit. She's always seems to be kind of in that sort of boundary. So if, if you advance that kind of behavior seven years, she probably 
feels pretty confident to just say whatever she wants in a moment and and so much so as to push the captain to kind of yell at her so i didn't think it was it would have been really strange if it was coming from a different character for me but if it was going to come out of any of them to me it makes sense that ortega said at mm-hmm. least shown some of that but i still feel like, yeah it was yeah. it was a jarring thing to see um mm-hmm. but then again we're in a different timeline so some things you just have to kind of believe just put down to time travel shenanigans yeah aaron any thoughts any further thoughts on Ortega? no that was my last one that was my last Mm -hmm. one um samuel kirk's mustache still exists um just Uh a little little um and my very last one i shouldn't really save this for the last one because it's so stupid but how the hell did kirk beam over at the very last second when the enterprise had the shields up Um, because this show is notorious for things just happening at the end that need to happen like there is i'm we even need to accept that you can transport through shields, which breaks everything because then people can just be beamed out willy nilly or just, I don't know. There needs to be some explanation for that because it's transporters are the writer's best dream and worst night. Uh, Danae. The guy that was dying on the asteroid kept being like, I didn't really see anything. I don't know anything, but I'm in, you got to get me out of here. And Pike's like, can you tell me more about the, uh, uh, the attacker? <laughs> And he does yeah. that like three times. Like, could you tell me more about? He's already said Beam he didn't me see up. anything, or he, like mm-hmm. he is fucked. Like, get him out of there. Like, I'm down here. I'm so far below. Look at the damage that they've done. And then he's like, could you tell me more about the attacker? I think he does it three times, and I was really annoyed. Well, the, the guy is like, oh, there, there's annoyed. there's a ship coming in, and instead of Pike being like, let's get him out of there, he's like, oh, could you could turn you just, your monitor on? Yeah, could you, you just turn it towards turn us it so we can see the what's going to blow yeah, you up? Yeah, let me see like, what's going to eat. Yeah. Uh, that's um, harsh very true my other my other sin is spock he does the mind meld and sees that pike's future is like really weighing on him and can tell that he's from the past but he accepts so quickly that spock's reality is not one that he's interested in preserving as much like mm, okay it was it was a weird moment for me where he's like spock so quickly is like you know what Let's figure out what you got to figure out so that the bad thing doesn't happen. He's so fast at it. And is that because of logic? I don't know. I just feel like if somebody from the from the past shows up and is like, hey, we got to fix everything. I'd be like, well, I kind of like how things are right now. Like, I'm okay. <laughs> uh-huh. Do you know what I mean? I don't know. It just seemed that one just seemed a little weird. Yeah, I think it was a conflict they didn't have time for on a practical yeah. level. So it is mm-hmm. a little bit hand wavy. I mean. Yeah. You can explain like so much from a mind meld. It's like you can just say that, oh, he gets it. Spock got the feeling that this wasn't a good timeline. Good enough. Yeah. 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 You can communicate so much with it. I didn't but like Yeah, that no, very I get much. it. It's it's very quick. Like we don't need that extra level of um, conflict. So that's why they didn't do it. Yeah. Man, I just want to end that by saying I love this episode. There is nothing wrong with it at all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Please erase the last uh, 15 minutes from your this podcast the content. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, with that, let's head to our final stop of the show and the season, the Captain's Ready Room. Welcome to the Captain's Ready Room, where we're just going to take a few minutes to stare into our own time crystals and talk about what we would like to see happen in season Unless there's any specific predictions you have that happened in this episode I have that you a want to gloat about. I have a prediction for season two mm-hmm. um, that there's going to be some impact to one of the crew members getting arrested and <laughs> being put in jail mm-hmm. because they have genetic abnormality. This is just wow. a guess on my part. Nah, just you know a guess what? on my part. I would love it if season two <laughs> opens with Captain's Log. Um, 
it's great to have number one back <laughs> <Yes>. on board. <laughs> yeah, right. And that's yeah. an adventure that happened completely off screen. I was like, we're setting a course Captain's for log, whatever. Uh, we have hired a new number one. Uh, it is the child <laughs> from underneath the lava planet. We have yes. gone and rescued them. We and... also rescued <laughs> off screen. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. Let's let's predict that that gets taken care of. <laughs> uh huh. Please. Um, I predict that we're not going to see the Romulans ever again um, in all of Strange New Worlds. I don't think you can. I don't think there's a way that you you can revisit them or bring them back in any... Not if you're keeping the same timeline, you can't. Not unless it ends with it was all a dream or like, we will promise not to mention this. I do wonder because that's the first time they ever experienced cloaking technology too, right? Oh, yeah. correct. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's the impression that I got. Now it's weird to me that he wouldn't pass that information along to somebody. He, the, right, seven years in the past. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I think he's just not going to mess with time with the timeline. But okay. yeah, he absolutely should make a little mental note about it. <laughs> note to self, the Romulans can be invisible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you would think that mm-hmm. that would be part of it. Yeah. Um, I have a sneaky suspicion we're going to see some Klingons next season. If we're not dealing with the Romulans, I think the Gorn will return. And I think we'll get a bit of Klingon business as well. I still think we might be done with the Gorn. I still think we might be done with the Gorn. No, I, I don't think there's a chance. Yeah, I know you're probably This right. would have been a really you're great probably. episode for Pike to pull uh, La'an in and be like, so just a quick, just remind me, any Gorn activity the last seven years? Oh, like, it would have been great, wouldn't it? Like, did you get the, gig, the kid back? How'd that go? Just a reminder, just real quick. <laughs> Instead of that chat with Kirk, just like, I need to go and make some notes with everybody. It's like, Mbenga, how's your daughter? Like, how are you feeling about that? Yeah. Um, and Has does she anybody advanced have, like... to be able to move in space and time yet? Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. cool, 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 mm-hmm. cool. Did we go back with the kid in the lava planet? Cool, 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 yeah, cool. did all of that. Nice. The chapel stuff's not going away. The chapel no. spot stuff is not going away. They love the... that love triangle. <laughs> yeah. The spapple stuff? Yes. Oh, Lord. <laughs> yes. Oh, spapple? Lord. Chocks? The chalk? <laughs> no. I like Spoffle. Spoffle. So um, in this next season, are spapple. we going to find out if Romulans and Vulcans are related? <laughs> well, so, yeah, what, basically what we find out happens is that Vulcans had space travel for so, so long and they pollinated other planets. And then one of those planets turned into Romulus and that is an offshoot, basically. So they like, are related. They yes. are absolutely related. They are That's an offshoot. That's cool. 100%. Didn't Doesn't Cybok do stuff with the Rom? Isn't Cybok like uh, involved with the Romulans? Not no. to... No, there's a conspiracy and it's the Romulan ambassador is part of the conspiracy, but he doesn't specifically do anything with the Romulans no, it's in Sarek. the film. Sarek has something to do with the Romulans. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm way off here. Um... So- Sarek is against teaming up with the Romulans. Spock's big push is to unify the species again. Okay. And Sarek's just like, it's not possible. They're shitheads. All right. Um, Forget me. I'm I'm dealing with memory stuff from a long well, time ago that I'm... Uh, I mean, Mark Leonard plays the Romulan in Balance of Terror, who plays Sarek. So... There you go. There you go. That might be your link. That might, that, that might actually be the connection. Spock's dad plays the first Romulan that we see on screen. So I think that, that's awesome. That might be the link. Um, yeah, Matt, I mean, I just want to see more of the same. I want to see more standalone episodes. Of course, I want to see more aliens that I know and love. Um, I'd love to see what they do with the Klingons. But I just want Pike and I want this crew to continue on for many, many, many years. I have a big prediction. Do it. Small prediction. Big mm-hmm. prediction. Mm-hmm. We, will see a, we will see a triple next season. Yeah, seems likely. This is my prediction. <laughs> but will it have 
tentacles, little suction cups. cups. Little suction cups? Uh Yeah. Yeah. That is the one way we will know that anybody from Star Trek listens to the podcast. <laughs> it will be somebody shaves a triple and there are suction cups underneath it. <laughs> for, for anyone who hasn't listened to Picard, that was a conversation from uh, when yeah. we chatted about Picard. So We talked yeah. about what a triple would look like. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. If it, Specifically if all of its fur was burned away. Yeah. Um, Mm-hmm. I have a uh, did one of my questions. Did we see all the stuff from the intro? That was one of our predictions from the beginning. Is that we were going to kind of hop around in mm. the introduction? And it shows like different planets and different nebula and different places. I don't think we actually did. I think we saw many, but mm-hmm. I don't think we saw them all. So yeah, I, I think, think right. we were kind of partially right on mm-hmm. that one. Um, another, I, I, I hope. I hope to see more space battles because I found those to be so great. Like, so you know, in pretty. this episode, we saw the, what was the, what was the name of the ship? Fl- uh, the Farragut. Oh, the, the, not the fallopian tube. Got it. That one. Nope. It was, when it was blown up, it, it was just sort of like mm. hovering there, partially exploded. It looked so cool. So like I, cool. You hate to see it, but you love to see it. Love so to I see hope it that we up. see more of that kind, kind of stuff. Kind of wanted to see a detached nacelle when the Enterprise gets hit so as well. Beautiful. So, so, so pretty. beautiful. So, so beautiful. I um, want more music from the original series as well. Bum, 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 bum. But the, the Romulan theme that came yeah. in was so good. <sighs> burra, burra. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I I did have two predictions I wrote down during the episode. Both of them were false, but they were kind. Of, one of them was kind of close. Mm-hmm. Um, because I was in a disadvantage, having no idea this oh, was related to existing material. Yeah, amazingly, yeah. all my predictions came true. It's yeah, incredible. Yeah, yeah, the comet was oddly specific. <laughs> um, mine was that the son that he was trying to save. When when he asked them the the dad like, "Is your son there?" He's like, "Thankfully, no." I wrote down that's because he's on Kirk's ship and he wants revenge on the Romulans and he's going to start the war. Mm. Nice. I like it. Good Which kind of happened from the opposite ship from the Romulan side. So that was interesting because mm. like, there was the guy who went ahead and yeah. did stuff. The warmonger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I even managed to predict the name of the Romulan commander and they didn't even mention that on screen. Yeah. So that was wild. Amazing. <laughs> Great job, Ian. Great job. <laughs> My other wild prediction was, <laughs> you're going to love this one. This was so wild. Is that when Kirk beams over with his crew that they take over the Enterprise? <laughs> they- Holy shit! That would have been incredible. Oh like, man, that would have been dark as heck. Because I was trying to figure out, well, what's what's the thing that's going to change the future? Mm. Like, what can't happen here in this moment? Mm. And I I got the vibe that Kirk wanted to do things so differently. So it's like mm. maybe their crew is like, nope, we're doing it our way, and they push yeah. their agenda, and that's what went wrong. But again, mm. I was at a disadvantage. Mm. Um, oh, yeah, still, I sense. still like figuring out ways to make the shows different than they, really <laughs> than they are. Yeah. I, um, I was willing to bet money that um, Kirk was going to die on the Farragut. And that was the mm. big change, is that Kirk wasn't there to stop Khan, save the universe, all of that stuff. But no, I it's, it's Spock. I love that it was Spock. I love that it pivoted to Spock, towards... Yeah. Spock is the one that suffers because of this. Um, yeah, beautiful. Love it, love it, love it, love it. Yep. Um, well, if we've all had our piece, that is where we end season one of strange new worlds and season three of captain's pod um what's next for the show i hear you ask and the plan is to go and revisit favorite episodes from you guys and from uh the cinema sins crew as well and do some individual episodes dipping back into the archives of the original series tng deep space nine whatever you like until something new comes. um 
But thank you very much for listening, everybody. If you've enjoyed the show, go and give us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, Apple Podcasts would be the best one, but wherever you listen, uh, go and give us a little bit of a review. We'd be very, very, very grateful. Um, Thank you for listening. I'm Ian Whittington, and I'm a podcaster, not an engineer. Uh, I'm I'm Danae Hughes, um, and, and, and I wrote a poem. One pike, two pike, red pike, blue pike. And that's that's what I ha- that's what I wrote down today. <laughs> that's beautiful. The, the blue pike is the dead pike because he, he's beautiful. Oh, oh, oh. It's, a little, it's a little grim. So I, nice, it's beautiful. Melty pike. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And I'm Aaron Dicer. And is that why you are very glad to see me? Mm-hmm. Is and as always, live long and hotspot. Thanks for listening. Want to connect with the show? Our hailing frequencies are always open through captainspod at cinemasins.com. Like, comment, and subscribe on your podcast player of choice, and be sure to visit cinemasins.com. If you are a part of the ship, which part would you be? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> the reflector shield. Uh, mm, ouch. Ouch. That... The reflector. Nope, don't say it again. Hold on. The reflection nope. There was nope. a shield. Not the right, not the, the bit you're getting wrong. There's a dish. I, I want to be the part. Somehow. I want the saucer. I'm a saucer. You can be the saucer. Thank God. Did you mean deflect a shield or deflect a dish? <laughs> the only bit that you were correcting was the bit that could have been right in both instances. <laughs> reflector, reflect. I know reflector is right. I just need to get the second word. Listen, I don't even know what it, what I'm thinking about. I was. My intention was like, I feel like part of my job is to reflect, you know, good shit back on the crew. And so I would be the reflector dish something shield thing. So but you know make- what? I now mm-hmm, feel like mm-hmm. I don't belong. So I'm just going to go. <laughs> I'm going to go over there. Uh, are you just inventing a new part of the ship? Because there isn't a part that's been made that fully represents you. I am. If, if, the, if, I'm, a, if I'm a section of this ship, confidently, I'm the over there part. <laughs> okay, good. Aaron? What part of the ship would you be? Don't you dare make something up or try and be funny. I don't know how to proceed. Uh, we don't. <laughs> I don't. What is my life? What is my purpose if I can't make something up or try to be funny? Uh, I would be the rudder. What is, uh, what, is, what, is, what, is the, what is the equivalent? What is the rudder equivalent for what, so uh, what, a starship? Is- what bit is the rudder? Is that the bit that turns yeah, backwards? Yeah, and yeah, it turns. It's directional. The exact thing you don't need in space. Like, <laughs> I don't even know what the equivalent would be. Like thrusters, because that changes direction on like a minute scale. Mm-hmm. Like if they want mm-hmm. little changes, then I right. guess it's the thrusters because it pushes in one direction. Yeah, I guess you're the. There's thrusters. nothing. There's nothing that changes direction of the ship. The thrusters, yeah. Okay. You, you Everything's done with the thrusters. A little, like, if you're going side to side and moving on an axis, then yeah, it's the thrusters. Okay. What what are the what are the engines called? Um well the, the engines. So you've got you've got three three levels. Like thrusters will propel you forward and just do very, very slow movements and like you can go left to right and whatever. The impulse engines is when you stick it into like sixth gear and you're like just going, mm. but it's not as fast as light. And then there's light speed, which is the... Dene we got to get one, from A to Z. Danae is 100% the impulse engines. I am that dizzy. Is, that, is, that describes Danae to a T. The impulse mm-hmm. engine. For the sure. impulsive engines? Mm-hmm. Yes. Let's go! Let's go! 
One time I pushed a button that I wasn't supposed to push while we were driving down the highway. <laughs> Wait, what? Was it the, like, the handbrake? freaked me out so bad. I was... <laughs> What did you do? I don't even remember specifically. In my mind, I was so freaked out. Like, I don't even know what actually happened. Like, she she pushed, like, the emergency brake button going nope. 60 down the expressway nope. or something like that. Nope. It was it was That was not the button that I pushed. I could have I know better you. on that one. Right. We were in a car. We were in a rental, I believe, mm -hmm. or my mom's car, one or the other. And it was one of the first times we had really driven in, in a push-to-start vehicle. Uh-huh. And Aaron is driving, and he just kind of says, I wonder what would happen if you just pushed that button while you were driving. Like, surely they didn't make it to where you could push that and something would happen. I was like, let's find oh, out. No. And I was clicking no. and I just reached over, and I mashed the button. And he was like, ah! <laughs> he was so freaked out. I don't think I've ever seen Aaron so afraid. He I thought was we were going to die. I thought we might die. Listen, I thought we might die. And he's like, I can't believe you pushed the button. And I said, I can't believe that somebody would create this vehicle not expecting someone like me to push the button, therefore having a default situation yes. set up uh -huh. to where it wouldn't actually do anything, mm. which reminded me about a time that I went to a decommissioned warship uh, I was in Hawaii, mm -hmm. and we were on a huge, like, naval ship that had been decommissioned, and they let you go into the control room, and there's buttons everywhere. So, of course, I pushed one, and yeah. I was with this guy who was in the Navy, and he was really upset. And I'm like, why? Like, they're going to leave any wires underneath here. Let me get under and show you that they're not there. Which reminds me of a time that I used to pick the wires out from underneath the broadcasting table while I was live on the radio because they would touch uh -huh. my legs. And one time the engineer came in and said, I think I found our problem. We're missing some wires. And Aaron just looked at me. And I was like, oh, oh no. they did do something. Anyway, that's my story after story after story. It's amazing. The studio wasn't decommissioned. Like, why are you pulling wires out? Why are they there? <laughs> to do wiry things. There wasn't even a panel over the top of them. They were just hanging there willy-nilly. Didn't look like they were tied to anything. I looked at least once before continuing with that Amazing. impulsive thing that I did while we were live on the... This is exactly why you aren't part of the engineering crew on the ship. Mm -hmm. like, we don't need this That's anymore. That's fair. Well, there's an opening. Hammer's gone. Oh. Oh. My hemorrhoids. Amazon's bringing me a new board tomorrow. Heck yeah. Does this mean I get your old board? Do you want it? Can I use it? Will it work? Sure. Let's, for me? Not, let's not go over the expense of shipping a massive board to you. <laughs> well, can, like if he brings enough space in his suitcase, he could take it back yeah. with him, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, look at those eyes. Look at the, that those, is, those that eyes. A, wow, look at that roll. Those eyes the just roll. rolled so you hard. You guys do whatever you want to do. <laughs> I just want to see the TSA stop. You'd be like, can we talk about what's in your bag right now? I can't tell you what it is what, or what it does. And that's the, I hear, that's what the TSA love to hear. I, yeah, just say, <laughs> when hey. you're something, you don't know what it does. I had somebody give it to me. I'm not sure what it is. Uh, I I just, they just said, put this in your bag and take it across with you across the ocean. I don't understand. Well, he's already flagged because whenever he was stopped by oh my customs, God. he was like, 
They're like, how long are you staying? He's like, you know, I don't have a plan. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. How much what money you- do you have with you? None. I don't. I don't want to disclose how much money I have with me. Uh, well, what are you going to do while you're here? Right? Question mark. <laughs> Freelance? Movies, I think. Do you currently have any drugs on you? You don't know that. And they have the buttons that you can pre-program and push it. That's what I've wanted for so long. I've There's wanted it for so long. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, well, dear. if I had a button, I would save that to one of the buttons right now. Yes. Just so I could every once in a while go. <laughs> <laughs> no, so there's eight actual physical buttons on the board, and there are eight, like you just, there's an arrow at the bottom. You can go through eight different setups. You can oh, save awesome. setups per show. So there could be a Captain's Pod show set up that just you push a button and it just automatically... It's like just... my transporter beams and, <laughs> yeah. and stuff and yeah. phases yeah. and shit. Yeah. So there's these things called stream decks and it reminds me a lot of a stream yes. deck. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's designed to do pretty much anything you would ever want to do with a board in the creative space. Um, Except for so. it doesn't do the voice change stuff, which it is It does. It does. It does? The new one does. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Aaron, Aaron, I'm going to ask, how much was this purchase? Oh, you don't need you don't need to know that, do oh, you? Oh, so it's it's over it's over a thousand dollars. No, 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 six ninety nine. It's six ninety nine. Oh, okay, it just I came can out. Spare seven bucks. Le- yes, right, six dollars <laughs> ninety nine cents. <laughs> Pretty bummed that none of you have mentioned my t-shirt but it's <laughs> you know no you should take you should take okay. it as a compliment you should take it as a compliment that you are such <laughs> you are such a a star trek person that neither of us thought it was worth mentioning <laughs> of course he's wearing a star trek t-shirt that's amazing it's just normal. yeah it's, it's just, just normal. normal it's just who you are mm-hmm. you're it's so like fine Aaron. i didn't even notice it's like oh <laughs> well you didn't God have to admit it. that but here's <laughs> <laughs> well here's the thing you're leaning forward ian if you were to sit up like you know, like okay. If there, there now I can uh-huh. see the delta sign. It showed. It, it fully it, showed a couple no, times. Did, yeah. yeah. If I did, mm-hmm. But even so, I if I saw somebody come on screen like this, I would one hundred percent say, "Hey, nice Star Trek: The Original Series T-shirt." <laughs> Just the, I'm not even exaggerating. The red. The, the the black collar and then the red, which and is almost wrong, entirely covered by your beard. It, irrelevant. <laughs> For the listeners at home, I am wearing wearing the classic red shirt, TOS mm-hmm. t-shirt, and it has like the nice little engineering or security. You can tell us, Captain. I Ian. think that symbol is engineering. I think. No, I, I anyway. Th- I think, in fairness, it, it would be like you know complimenting Steph Curry every time he hits a three pointer. That's just like what he does, you know. Like you know, it's not something necessarily to. I'm not up to date with cricket <laughs> at the minute. I wrote a joke. I think you're gonna hate and love oh, uh, for the combine that's coming your way after we're done with this amazing um so there's she's selling the lavender bath bomb and uh-huh. she says she says 10 pounds oh no <laughs> and you're I, an idiot and i said that thing is three pounds max <laughs> not only a... that they don't say pounds in england they say stone <laughs> it's, it's amazing there was a brief moment where I was really afraid that I was going to enjoy this movie, and it was just after <laughs> Ian had messaged his hatred of this movie. So I am yeah. the reviewer on it, so I uh-huh. start watching it, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm having fun! Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> I'm 
laughing and I'm like kind of enjoying myself and I'm like, oh no. Oh no. <laughs> so I, I send a message to Ian and I'm like, I'm sorry, dot, 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 dot. Mm-hmm. I think I'm having a good time watching this movie. Just the I worst. think you almost like broke off our friendship, like instantly just, you know what, Danae? I can't, I can't. This The thing this movie does, I tried to figure out how to write a couple scenes <sighs> on this, but this movie thinks it's self-aware but it is so self-unaware. Like yeah. it think like it thinks going is a funny joke because it knows that he has an annoying voice mm-hmm. and it's talking about the annoying voice. It's like, no, 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 you don't understand. It really is an annoying voice. Like, stop yeah. doing it. No, it's polarizing <laughs> at best. No, that's not the debate. It just is annoying. No, not live. No. Live with StreamYard. Live from a brig. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, that's in that the seems heart right. <laughs> of the Alpha Quadrant. <sighs> that works. <sighs> yeah. <clears throat> what? Mm, that's the description. Live from a galaxy far, far away. No. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. There are people in the world that believe the Earth is flat. They believe all of these conspiracy theories. Some people even believe that Star Wars is better than Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. If people are willing to believe that, they will believe that aliens hmm. are coming. Hmm. Hmm. Maybe you do have a little bit of a competitive streak underneath there. Maybe you do well, care. No, I just like facts. That's all. I just, I, I <laughs> I'm just people... partial to the truth. That's the only thing. You're not going to catch me arguing either way. So, yeah. I know. Wait, no, you do have it. I mean, which side of history do you want to be on? <laughs> you, can't, time... you can't Switzerland your way through the Star Wars versus oh, Star Trek I sure debate. can. I can no. about Switzerland my way through just about anything. It's why 95% of the world's population would hate me. Yeah, that's fair. If, if, they, <laughs> if they knew where I stood on many different issues. Like, it's just like, I don't, I don't care to be in one bucket. I don't have a team. Uh, I try to think everything through. You're, you're somewhere between, mm, it would be quite nice to have my skin peeled off of me instead of, <laughs> you know what, I'm going to eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Given those two options, you're in the middle. Uh, given those two options, I'm taking the peanut butter and jelly, preferably away from where the skinning is, is taking place. Okay. Are we ready? I don't know. Better I don't know. Back. Let me check some shit to make sure that we don't got shit to do. One second. Let's go. Boots and cats and boots and cats. Boots and cats and 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 boots. Welcome to Ten Forward. Where are you up to? I just told there are two pikes. There are two pikes. Why are there two pikes? Why does one look so badass? The uniform! It's the uniform from the original series. Right? Are you freaking out? It's so cool. You are so excited. You have like the biggest smile on your face right now. <laughs> you look like a kid right now. You're jumping up and down in your chair, eating chips <laughs> with we your got, legs on your desk. <laughs> smiling. We got Romulans. We got, we got, we got, we got, we got, we got uniforms. We got time travel. We got shit going down. <laughs>